Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to... Aww. Really? <laughs> and this is how we begin. Good morning. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl, I'm just going to get Scott some water. And tonight I'm joined by four members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey there. I have Scott. Hello. I have Todd. Hello. And tonight we are joined by Mr. Kevin. Who? Hey. <laughs> welcome back, Kev. Hi. Um, we are going to be starting off with a little bit of a conversation on, uh, actually, one of Kev's topics. So, Kev, you got some news for us. Yeah. So, I was browsing the old interwebs today, and uh, I don't know if anybody's heard of this, I don't know, coronavirus thing going around. So, there, yeah, there was an article that came <laughs> up on the No one's heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh... Article came on the feed about uh, a fire station down in King County, in Kirkland, something like that, down in Washington. Uh, 25 firefighters have been quarantined. And so before everyone's like, oh my God, freaking out. It just means that these guys like attended a couple calls that had some confirmed cases and they're not showing symptoms or been tested positive or anything like that it's just a a precautionary thing to make sure that if there is an infection it's contained but i just thought the implications of that that's that's pretty considerable you think like 25 guys like if our hall 25 guys suddenly got quarantined yeah <laughs> they got? say what the coverage like are they going to have cross? I didn't say about that. I can only assume if it's quarantined. Other halls were supposed to come in and yeah. help fill out. They said. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Probably not sharing the same hall, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <clears throat> you're right. Like, taking out an entire fire hall is, is pretty detrimental to the area that they cover. And as firefighters, I'm sure, obviously, we're, especially first responders, um, they're more in the face of it than most are right like mm-hmm. just because they're going to have more contact with people that are sick just generally um so there's always running the risk for sure and yeah if you did get a spread inside of a fire hole and shut it down that could definitely cause some some bigger issues mm-hmm. uh todd you got some bits and pieces for us on it um yeah i mean it's i think like we we're chatting earlier the uh the big thing is that everybody's Everybody worries. I mean, yes, it's it's horrible. It's happened to people. There has been people that pass away from this, but um, I don't think it's as bad as people need to think it right now. It, people are freaking out a little too much. Like just before I came up here, um, I saw down at one of our cities, people were lined up for hours at Costco gutting the shelves because of the fear of you know this event turning into a pandemic and uh, you know the COVID nineteen coronavirus you know affecting everybody, and so they're gutting the shelves I, I think it's a little, little bit of overkill still at this point in time i mean sure it has potential like anything else like the sars and the, 
and the MERS outbreaks that have happened in the past, but there's uh, a... <laughs> so he's just toning the lips. <laughs> Ash is putting on his lips. <laughs> just whips out his lip chap. Eye contact's taught hard. Wow. <laughs> just starts layering it over. a small oh. room. Is it getting warm in here? <laughs> Ash is about to make a point. <laughs> you might not like that point. <laughs> Anyways, it's... um. I know when I read an article like that, it, it's uh, I think people just that paranoia is getting the best of people. Start doing some research, you know, knowledge, um, get some good knowledge for yourself on this. Like here in BC, we only have eight confirmed cases now. Uh, that is very, very low in the grand scheme of things. Um, and actually, I just had this conversation last night with one of my friends from a full time department uh, north of us. Uh, he was asking about the virus um, and, you know, what, you know, just the general cons. I don't know, idea is how we should be dealing with it. Their concern was, was is the ambulance dispatch giving them the full information as they're arriving as a fire department coming into the scene? And I'd always be leery of that because we all know a lot of the information we get isn't the same as the ambulance dispatch. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't, like for the fire departments that don't have that mobile uh, computer uh, in the truck that gives them all the details like the paramedics do, as you guys know, we have one one little screen that says medical first response, code three, code two, etc. Mm-hmm. You may get a little bit more information <laughs> over the radio, usually not very much. Uh, whereas us, if we're responding to um, a flu-like uh, call, we have a whole huge criteria we have to go through. So I was chatting with him about that. I said, well, if you don't get that criteria, you know, and the paramedics aren't there yet, you know, it's time to start, you know, really front-loading these important questions, you know, things that that we do right now is we're, we're screening for um, uh, pe- anybody who's um, got flu-like symptoms with a particular respiratory, uh, ineffective respiratory um, reaction as well, if they're suffering from problems. Um, fever over 38 degrees and with a new onset of cough. Um, now, just with that, to be, that can be a precaution. We have to use our mask and 95 respirator um, safety glasses, uh, visor, and a non-permeable uh, gown, protective gown as well, and our gloves. Um, but for the exposure criteria for the COVID-19, we need to add on top of that the travel, and that's what a lot of people are forgetting about. Is so we need to start asking about if they've traveled to any affected areas within the last 14 days of the or before the onset of the illness, or if they've been in close contact with a person who is under investigation for the illness or if uh, they've been in contact with a person with an acute respiratory illness who has been to that affected area within the last 14 days of onset. So again, it's that 14 day incubation period. Um, whereas, so if we just get that information of just a flu-like symptoms, we're starting to hear a lot more people freak out about it. There's still common cold going on in our country. Like we don't need to go to all these crazy precautions. However, you need to be aware that you need to be asking these other questions and now they're starting to see some cases like we were talking about before that are popping up without that travel um, that people are, are finding because it is starting to spread a little bit. Um, however, as responders, I think we just need to be very savvy on, you know, when we're walking into something, what type of event is it? Um, ask those front load, those important questions. Do you have a fever? Um, is there difficulty breathing? Is there a new onset of cough? Uh, is there um, any travel concerns, etc.? And PPE up. I mean, mm-hmm. 
in that type of an environment, as a first responder, it's very simple PPE, right? Like we said, it's your non-permeable gown, uh, N95 respirator, uh, your face shield, glasses, and gloves. That's it. Wash your hand lots, decon everything, wipe everything down. <clears throat> actually, speaking of like face masks and N95s, <laughs> we actually, there was a post up on it was Facebook or something that Robert actually forwarded out saying that RZ had sold out. Mm -hmm. And that they were trying to backfill orders. Really? I assume <laughs> yeah. it's because of this, right? You know, it's that massive, massive influx of sales for them. I'm sure Purex as well has gone through the roof with oh, yeah. their Well, even their here, here in town, yeah. Megan went grocery shopping. She just happened to glance at the, the hand sanitizer. It's all gone. Yeah, there's, there's just blood money. and fingers left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Give me that. It's all gone. Um, yeah, the hand yeah. sanitizer, it's a quick, easy easy fix for in your pocket and jack and pocket and stuff mm -hmm. but the big thing is is just like we discussed washing your hands right you know if you're coughing cover your cough you know don't bring your hands to your face to your eyes to your mouth to your nose if you do wash right um so cough into your hands and touch as many surfaces yeah, as possible many surfaces, exactly. just do it in costco yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cough all over just run out. just go, touch go, everyone's face go touch the hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> just go cough on that run the risk people run yeah. the risk and i think for departments that don't have any sogs for cleaning you know like so if we do get called to an ambulance assist and it is some sort of an event we need to be savvy on uh, how to properly clean our gear like we all know how to do this stuff in a fire related event um, but when you're dealing with um, other uh, biologicals you know we want to be able to really get the proper um, cleaning solutions uh, and wipe them down you know it's, the, it's that friction that that actual wiping of the surface that's going to kill everything there you go well it sounds like we all need to take a little bit of an extra precaution um it sounds like finding masks is going to be difficult, but if you can get on the website again, you can get thirty percent off your <laughs> off your RZ mask with DTFF code for the discount. Um, <laughs> not sure you're going to get it in time, um, but yeah, it's uh, something we should all keep our eyes out for, especially those of you that are listening that are first responders. Um, World World Health Organization uh, gives a lot of details on. Uh, proper cleaning procedures and precautions and answers a lot of questions and myths as well and in Canada the CDC website as well right well good mm -hmm. wash your hands don't touch your face as I'm touching my face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the the Neil Diamond joke you had there okay. <laughs> touching hands <laughs> reaching out no <laughs> don't <laughs> um we, uh, you, oh, you wanted to, well, I think we should, in the histories. Yeah, in yeah. history, actually. A, the, a true pandemic hap happened in 1918, which was the Spanish flu. It's also known as something else, but, um, oh, the, the flu of 1918. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> the big one. Now, it <laughs> ended up, after two years, because I think it's how long it lasted, um, it killed 40 to 50 million people. But in the first few weeks, it. You know, it wiped, it killed millions. So that's a true, that's a true pandemic. And and it was kind of blamed uh, from reading more about this. Um, since it happened in 1918, right around when World War One was wrapping up, um, a lot of the soldiers were heading home. It started in in uh, in Europe, and then uh, the soldiers were malnourished. They were um, 
you know, the stressors of war, so all that stuff contributes to diseases. And uh, then they you know, started going back home. Sent them home. Yeah, they sent them home. You know, they got Canadians, you got Americans, you got all these people heading home, and then that's that spreading the, the disease. So, yeah, and it ended up being like worldwide. Oh, that's what the pandemic is. So, that's a true pandemic. Um, what we have right now is just, uh, it's not quite a pandemic yet. It's it's around the world, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not only outbreak. large numbers around the world, it's just an outbreak. Yeah. My outbreak. Yeah. You do, you do you need to hit certain numbers? I don't know exactly. I, I do know there is certain numbers, and, and but it also matches the spread. I don't know. I'd have to look on, just, online for that. Don't don't quote me on the number, but I browsed over one that was saying SARS had like 200,000 deaths, where this only has like 2,000 deaths right now. Right. I think their huh. major freakout factor is just how easily it's transmitted. That's the problem. But I think the only thing I'd be wor- more worried about is, is people panicking like they are right now. Yeah. Because um, that's where, you know, stock markets start to crash. <laughs> and you get these uh, people wiping out of Costco's. And, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Government's it's, overreacting. And... Yeah, it's kind of spoof report from what's known as a Beaverton, which is Canadian. The Canadian, um, the onion. That's Canadian, Canadian onion. Um, the report says, outbreak of idiocy spreading 10,000 ti- 10, times faster than the actual coronavirus. <laughs> that's a news report I can get behind. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's people panic. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so you panic, you, you go, uh, you on a big shopping spree from Costco, you buy the, the five-gallon tub of uh, peaches, and you're sitting there eating peaches for the next month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and the virus is still going <laughs> so, so I, I don't know it's... you got an extra one of those jokes <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it at Costco there was <laughs> the, uh, I was reading actually I watched a video earlier today and there was a guy it was on the news he had been quarantined he was with his daughter and in the video there, he's there he's just been released and he's talking about the fact that oh no everything's fine and I'm fine and he, he starts cough? having a coughing fit. <laughs> He's got his kid on his lap, who also was quarantined during this period because they've just come back from China. And he's there and he's, he grabs her small little bottle of water, takes a sip and gives it back to her. And she starts drinking out of it. And everyone just, obviously, this has now hit the internet. This is on like a big news broad station, broadcasting station. And that was it. It just got insane. So now they were saying... Yeah, well, this is starting to really scare people. Like this guy got all the all clear, and now he's on news mm-hmm. on like a news show, coughing up his lungs and passing. And so this is now it, they were saying the stock markets have taken some serious well, yeah. hits because people are just selling, 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 and just getting rid of a whole bunch of stock <coughs> because of it. Should be buying our Z. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> everything's yeah, everything's going <laughs> in there. Yeah, it's yeah moved out of everything in Purell and RZ have Our gone through the roof. Just going insane. So yeah. So, so yeah, so just as uh, I was just looking up the SARS outbreak uh, in 2003, just because that's what a lot of this is being compared to right now. So according to the World Health Organization, uh, a total of 8,098 people uh, worldwide became sick with SARS during 2003 outbreak. Of these, 774 died. In the United States, only eight people had laboratory evidence of the SARS-CoV infection. Uh, all these people traveled, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. So again, like, you know, that was an outbreak. You know, when you start looking at our numbers for this with the COVID-19, like, it, it is, it, it's horrible in certain places of the countries that it's happening and it is spreading. But I think people are just starting to lose their minds a little bit too much. So actually, just to bounce back, there is an example. 
So, like, I read an article, like I said, I read an article and it said some 200,000. Well, that was obviously wrong if you're finding different numbers there. And that's it, is there's too many people and too many articles on the internet and everyone's just like, oh, I read this here and, mm-hmm. and I read this here. And even locally, like, up north, the town up north there, someone posts in the big town Facebook page, oh, I saw someone in the hospital and they said they just traveled recently and they're coughing and... And no one's doing anything about it in the hospital. They're just sitting there coughing on everyone. Everyone starts freaking out. Yeah, and social media is just yeah, turned it's into just a shit show. insane. Yeah. Like for this, like so, I, I went straight to the the CDC, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, right? Like, except we, there's so many articles out there that, not to quote Donald Trump, but fake news <laughs> <laughs> for our southern bar boys. Um, so you never you never know, right? I mean, there. It can be a lot of good information, but it can also scare a lot of shit out of a lot of people, right? Like, you know, use some common sense. Yeah. I have one more uh, good post that I it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it says uh, from, from a jujitsu guy, actually. It says maybe if the obesity pandemic we, we had a cooler name like the coronavirus, people would run to the gym or panic and run to the gym more often, <laughs> get in shape. <laughs> Yeah, should we pull up some heart attack stats? Yeah. <laughs> heart disease, diabetes. Grimly. <laughs> I found I found my two hundred thousand stat. It was H one N one killed two thousand people, two hundred thousand oh. people worldwide. Evidently, that's what the Spanish flu was originally. H one N one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is swine flu. Yeah, there you go. So, um, I think that's probably it. <coughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Clear the room. We're all quarantined now. Well, God damn it. Uh, hiring. 12th hour of the podcast. <laughs> so we, 14, 14 days of podcast. Yeah. 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 Sick of these peaches. Um, <laughs> just stuck in the podcast. Uh, the hiring process. So we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our hiring process. We recently went through a uh, a, a hiring phase, um, which we do two pretty much every year, um, or at least we definitely do one a year. Yeah, if we yeah. need, if we um, we'll do two or more. Yeah, yeah. we got a, a good amount of people coming through this year, and we had some good things go through for the selection process. So uh, we wanted to discuss that a little bit and what we do and how we set it up and yeah. So whoever wants to take it, Mash. Yeah, I'll just put a couple of comments on oh, that. Mash, so, Mash. Mash, Mash, yeah, like Mash. like the show. Mash, yeah, it's not a bad show. They're like potatoes. They're like my favorite. Mash, oh, great. Yeah. Anyway, fried eggs on top. So it's funny because to start with, who's <laughs> <laughs> <was> radar? <laughs> We're not in a bad spot Girl. for members to start with, which is really good. True that. So we had, I think, ah, we should do a hiring phase we should look into that uh so we should probably do one in the spring okay so we're kind of coming on nothing's really set and then we had a couple like one or two applicants come in we're like ah, okay well if we're gonna do it we should make a push maybe maybe we'll put it out there we'll put a like a facebook post just saying hey if you've been thinking about it come on down got an application in join our team so again we had one or two applicants we never made the post but we sat on two people for not that long. Like, really? Yeah, like a couple months, wasn't it? Yeah, since yeah like two months. people was like like a month maybe. And then we're like, okay, fine, we have to make this post. And then within four days we had seven. 
And we even make the post. They just happened to come in. We're like, oh man, this this guy. And a lot of it was word of mouth, I think. Like these which, people who knew people, which is great. Yeah, because I think that's how we discovered, which is, I mean, that's what I mean, most people discover. The best way to get like a long-term person here is to get a friend yeah. to come in. Or someone you know that would make a good firefighter. Yeah. Because then you know, kind of they, I mean, they kind of know what you do. They kind of, you know, you know who they are. Bring them in. I mean, that doesn't mean they're in. Just bring them yeah. into the selection process. They have a recommendation, yeah. basically. Yeah. Then, so if one one person sitting in the wings waiting, just seven applicants, every single one of them had ties to the department somehow. Mm-hmm. Be it like friends with, works with somebody works with somebody's significant like there's there's ties in there somewhere which is really cool so it uh it started off you know again like hey how many should we look at taking on and we kind of come come back to the training side of it three as a minimum is the easiest because that's how you can teach these guys like they're a team in the back of the truck so we looked at three okay well now we start to have some some pretty good candidates. Oh, well, okay, well, we, we can add in maybe one more. Well, we have room for X amount more. Well, we don't want to bring everybody on. We don't have room for the whole crew. And uh, so then we said, okay, we have to go back and rely on our process. And we implemented this. This is round this two. two of our new process, which uh, takes a lot of it out of our, our, our hands. It, it, I in years past, we would be like, hey, that person's upright and looks like they can drink beer and you're in. And that's not <laughs> how you hire people, right? Like, that's that's how you get an old boys club. And that's, you know, great, but that's not what this is. I think there was a time that's what this was. <laughs> I guess there's a time when a lot of uh, a lot of fire halls used to be that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's how a lot of fire halls started back in, mm. like, literally back in the day, <laughs> like in, in yeah. New York Times. A lot of these were almost like men's clubs, and then yeah, they just like, happened oh, to fight fire. Let's go put the fires on. Cool. Have you ever watched the gangs in New York? Yeah, they, <laughs> they, like, they like fight. They fight over hydrants, and they they, they fight over money, and it's like because they're all volunteer, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's one tradition that we. It's kind of good to get rid of. The, yeah. Let's yeah. bring in the knife fights. No, <laughs> yeah. the knife fights is definitely something to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can back those down to like one or two a year. We'll be in really good shape. Um, no, so the process works. It's uh, it takes a lot of our own personal connection to the people out of it. Um, they're they're based on a zero to ten score on three different sections. One's a um, a physical test, which I believe we spoke about previously, uh, which is a uh, fire fire challenge fire fit sort of all of those things out there um that are doing these these um physical challenges so we we kind of took our our own spin on that uh we put the candidates in scba because the last thing you want to do is go six weeks and then oh we're gonna put you in an scba and they're claustrophobic and they can't handle it so Mm. Theory, you shouldn't be going six weeks without having a CBA. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Actually, it would actually it's actually night, the first night, night one. one. But still, to, but still, but yeah. go through all the whole process, process and then take a position up yeah. by them, and then mm-hmm. they go, "Oh, I, I can't handle this." Yeah, like yeah. from from the time of 
the first test to the first night in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could just rule it out and be like, there's no way I can I can handle this. Like, there's guys that uh, that I've seen put it on, and, and right. like, their eyes get pretty big. I'm like, ooh, I don't know how well this is going to go. And they push through it. Okay, they're okay. I've seen people put a mask on, and nope, doesn't matter. They're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just kind of rules that out right away. And the nice thing, too, is with the physical side of it, if you can't make it through, you can pass and move on to the next section, even if you score a zero. So if you take 10 minutes and you're well past the, the point payout section, but you still complete the course, you're, you're not out. You just don't score any. So you finished it. Great. You're not physically fit, but you're not like you're still able to complete the task. It's just in a very slow manner. You're still in the running. Just you're way behind the other candidates because you've just scored zero. And then we move into the classroom and we do. Uh, yeah, and I think the uh, the good part of that physical side is because when you're new, like your 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 job is as a rookie that you're gonna be you're gonna be busting your ass carrying hoses, you're gonna be moving stuff, you're gonna be doing all the kind of like grunt work because that's just the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be uh, the gopher running around. Yeah, things. Yeah. Just because you don't really know anything else, so there's a few things we can make you do, which is mm-hmm. pick up hoses and carry them to the guys that yeah. know what to do. Go and hold you, a fan over yeah. here. Go do yeah. this, right? So that's why the physical fitness side. Is, mm-hmm. I know when we first brought it up. Bring, putting this physical fitness thing into the fold. Some of the uh, some of the guys here were like, eh, "Is it really that important to be super physically fit?" Uh, yeah, when you're brand new to the mm-hmm. to the area to the to firefighting, yeah, it is very very important. Yep. You know, once you're in for 15, 20 years, still, it's always good to be physically fit. But mm-hmm. fifteen or twenty years in, you're 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 probably high enough up that you're going to be running the nozzle. You're going to be, you know, maybe a captain, something that's not as physical. So yeah, you could maybe your physical abilities could drop off a bit, but to come in, to come in low on the physical side right out, right out of the gate, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably not the best thing. Yeah, just to compare, like we had what seven candidates. Yeah, <coughs> I think the highest <coughs> score was eight. Nine. Nine. Was it nine? Okay. Yeah. So we did have like one nine, one eight, one seven. six. I think it was nine, eight, seven. Yeah. Five, four, yeah, a couple three. Yeah, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. so everybody, everybody got some points. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Then from so we have our physical, which again we have discussed. I think we actually uh, we actually uploaded our data sheet for what we did before prior. I think you sent it to me, yeah. and I think I actually uploaded it on Facebook. I, so if you're interested, I think that might have been the the physical yeah. skill test that we do for our guys that are already in. I don't think we ever did the. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We didn't do I think it was. No, I think we it was did. Our we did send a couple of people that asked, and I. Oh, I don't think we actually posted on the on our Facebook. Which I mean, we can't. Have, it's it's a standard. Yeah. It's a standard stuff. Yeah. We had a few people. I think they reached out with our deck. It's fine. Maybe. Um, <laughs> then obviously we've got the the next phase of the process, which is the interview side, mm-hmm. right? So uh, let's talk a little bit about that and the interview process so that's um there's again there's two phases to that first phase is, is uh it's based on a competency uh, question because when sometimes when you bring like you bring people in they're not gonna have firefighting experience especially in a volunteer organization so it's not like they can you know oh, how'd you do the fire academy they went to the fire academy so mm-hmm. you, you bring them in and you you give them a competency question which is based on a story from their life that relates to a specific thing. 
So like one that we use quite often is teamwork. Like tell us about a time you uh, you worked as a team. So that could be you worked in uh, you you were in a soccer team. To you were in a police force. Football. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, football for you uh, Australians. Oh no, sorry, that'd be rugby <laughs> <laughs> or cricket. No. <laughs> I'm an audio book. No, soccer is a good comparison because they take a lot of dives. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they dive more in that than they do the Water Olympics. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, it doesn't matter what the team is. It just it's, we're looking at their kind of their story and how mm-hmm. they how they did with that. So, um, you know, like I said, some people have uh, kind of sport related stuff. Some people have work related stuff in their mm-hmm. their current careers or their past careers. So the, those two, so we do those t- kind of competency questions. They have to tell us a story, and that's one of the ones that's graded, graded at a 10. And then we get into kind of what we kind of deem as the lifestyle questions. So those are more the standard, like, why did you want to be a firefighter? Um, what do you know about our department? How long have you lived here? Those those kind of questions. Are you available for daytime calls? Because that's, that's always a concern, um, just because everyone works now. Well, now, everyone always has worked. Everyone uh, works. A lot of people work out of town nowadays, um, rather than in the, back in the day when we used to have a lot of industry here. Mm-hmm. So people work out of town. So we, we want to see what people's daytime availability is like. It doesn't mm-hmm. pre- exclude them, but it definitely helps mm-hmm. be available for daytime. So <clears throat> that also allows our guys just to get a little bit of a gauge on them too. Personally, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we try and stick to, or we do now stick to that process. But, you know, sometimes we have personalities as well that don't always fit. And you need to have the right kind of personality that can at least be trained in the things. And if you seem, um, you know, th- that's not going to work for the style that meets your criteria for your fire hole. Not yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Never on a personal level. To the fire hole. Is it gonna? Is your personality gonna match with the guys in the hall? Because if it's not, it creates friction, yeah. resiliency, and then that causes problems later on down the road. As soon as they mm-hmm. start getting a little bit more confident about their position, and then that starts to then again create those issues later on down the road. So making sure that everyone understands that as well is key. And then we have a third phase, right? That, that was it. So uh, oh, sorry, because you mentioned the two, right? Yeah. So yeah. that that one interview night it has two kind of sections to it. So it's really one phase that is, but that's worth twenty points. Yeah, they're broken up into two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. So they <clears throat> now we obviously we've got whoever we've got. They now need to go into the new phase, and the new phase, the new guy phase, is the rookie training phases. Yes. And how long does that last? That's eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so eight weeks of practice nights, and uh, that like starts some base layer. First night is. How to put your PPE on, um, SCVA. Second night is uh, I want to say water supply, so hydrants. And then uh, third night is like how to use the nozzles, um, how to how do we uh, load and unload trucks, that sort of stuff, like different uh, poles and you know like a Cleveland and a Minuteman that sort of kind of thing. And then we just basically keep layering. So I think we talked about this before. I know um, you know the first night with the PPE and SCVA. Um, that's what they learn. The next night, we get them to put their PBSCB on um, slowly, and I think in the truck or like sorry in the on, on, in their lockers. Then they get in the truck. Then we drive over to the the hydrant. And now they're all dressed, so we give them some time to do that. And then the third night, now it's like okay, you've done this two or three times now. 
let's go a little faster. And now it's like, okay, now we're gonna hit the hydrant that you just learned last week. And then we layer, so it constantly layers on. And so theoretically by the eighth week, they will be able to come to a fire and be of some assistance. They're not gonna know everything. They're not gonna, definitely not gonna go into the thing right away, mm -hmm. or they're not gonna you know, really be by themselves much, but they'll at least have a good base. And then from there we'll build on it. And after that, after the eight weeks, then they get started, they get folded into our regular practices with everybody else. Yeah. And then it's like six months, of, like anything else, six months of uh, probation. So I think one of the really <clears throat> good features that we did um, as part of the new recruitment stuff, which we did for the last round for sure, was every training session, we grabbed one of the more senior members and we brought them in as the other member of the, the four-man team. Mm -hmm. um, so that we could have that the 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 three guys that we've got that are new, mm -hmm. the the training officers, and then one guy who's again more senior, been there longer, knows a little bit more, and that's not just to be there to oversee; it's to be there to talk about, you know, talk to and, people, and also and, assess, and assess, have yep. that conversation, meet the guys and girls and mm -hmm. whoever else is there, right? Like get that bit of an introduction, a bit of feel for for the types of personalities that you're going to be working with. Yeah, I think. Years ago, if we needed one person, we'd bring one person in. And the following Thursday, they're a firefighter now, and they're in whatever training exercise we had. And it was uh, it was more difficult to to uh, a gauge where they are, what their deal is, but also um, the positive is the entire crew got to witness what they were doing. Uh, they they could see their skill set. They could see how they handle situations. Um, so. 30 guys and gals could see this new firefighter where the new system well, maybe 10 10 people or less get eyes on them um so like we really say hey come back and socialize after grab a bag of chips or whatever and sit around with the people afterwards during the, the social aspect of it so that's where bringing this other uh firefighter in to come out and train with them um, and we rotate whoever that is. So like one week it could be you, one week it could be you, and we could just keep bringing these people through and it allows everybody, not everybody, it allows more people to get eyes on how these new recruits are interacting as they learn, interacting with each other, interacting with the people that are instructing them. And then as well, we still highly encourage to come back and enjoy the more social, uh, because that's a huge part of what, what I believe keeps us as such a tight-knit family is the social aspect of it afterwards, right? So I actually came in on that old system where it was mm -hmm. just, I showed up and I think, actually you weren't here, I don't think, when I showed up. You were always off, somewhere. yeah. Probably so I didn't get the SCBA right off the screen. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. then I just got tossed straight into it, and it's a yeah. whole lot of like, what am I doing here? What's going yeah. on? Like yeah, a lot hard. of the guys are like, oh yeah, come here, Let's. this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that, but you have no idea, like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I doing that? Yeah. It's a hard way to learn to yeah. be tossed yeah. in the mix. Because, uh, first of all, it's hard to be a training officer and be like, okay, what does Kevin know? And what does Ash know? Because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I know he might have been here for this practice. Um, I taught him SCB. Well, I probably I didn't. I didn't you did shit. come. Yeah. I so like, like my my goal was always like, like I got to make sure I'm doing SCB and PPE with them day one or two. I thought I taught you SCB. Uh, yeah. Perhaps in unit two. So <laughs> well, might have, but I know <laughs> on the way to the, the cool. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So it becomes a, it becomes a real challenge. Like so that way it used to become like a real challenge, uh, and I I feel it would take you 
you know, two years to become, to become a kind of a person that's useful because eventually you probably learn all these techniques that you're supposed to learn, but it was a, it was a hard way to learn. So this way, at least now everybody gets their, kind of their, you know, their, their training layered. Um, and you're going to get taught by the training section who are following the mm -hmm. manual, who are following the SOGs. Mm -hmm. And uh, who are doing it the way we're currently guiding our training? Because um, the problem is, if if you know when you started, it could have been like you know three random dudes telling you, "Oh, you did it this way. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna tell you to do it this way, but don't worry, do it this way." And then, <laughs> then you come in like, "Who taught you how to do that?" I don't know. Somebody taught me how to do this. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> so let's let's break you of the habit now <laughs> and, and yeah. teach you the way that is written in in the SOGs. I think that's another key point that goes back to the way that our uh, the, the change in the structure of the training section and the creation of that has helped us keep that different dynamic because obviously we do now train in multiple different groups so that we can have those different sessions going have individual kind of tutoring for smaller groups to, to kind of get that, that better knowledge but also it does free up one of our training guys to be able to be with the new recruits and show them through that process step by step without breaking mm. the training for everyone else. So by the time these these people then get folded into Gempop, <laughs> they're uh, they're useful, right? <laughs> <In> the prison. <laughs> <laughs> they're useful, and we know that they have X Y Z skills. We know we can count on them for doing those things. Mm -hmm. They may not, like Scott said, be able to do that all on their own straight at the gate, but we know they should be able to do those things throughout that process and be another set of hands so then you feel a little bit more confident getting right. them on a truck when something happens and it's definitely showing through the last four years since we started the recruit side mm -hmm. like the, the new kind of hiring process is only last year but the the recruit side we've been doing it for three or four years now mm -hmm. and it's definitely showing through the newer people that after the eight weeks they pretty much understand what what needs to happen yeah um yeah it's I, like they're a really good backup person yeah. Right, like put them with a seasoned firefighter and they're super keen, yeah. want to get after it because they're new and everything's amazing. And then you have the person that's been around for a while that knows more, you know, definitely can understand the situation better. I mean, they work good as a team usually, so you got, they, they can learn the ropes live now, right? Like that real that sort of real life experience and then the tricks like that now now is when it's okay for the new for the senior guys to be like here's a trick on how to do this here's a mm -hmm. trick on how to do this they're not changing their training they're just being like hey if you you know i find if you hold the nozzle this way sometimes this is another option oh okay, cool cool you know they still have that the the way they were taught in training how to do it but there's also other options yeah yeah if you'd like a little bit more info on that um Eventually, we might have something put together with some, some training information um, and uh, and how we now have that structured out because it definitely definitely seems to be working for us since that change has occurred. And over now, so this weekend, we had fun, actually. It was good. We had a mm -hmm. good group together. We were recording the seminar trailer. Um, so we had a media group down, a couple of guys with cameras. And uh, recording some of the, the fun stuff that we get up to. So we were down at the training grounds for basically the majority of Saturday. Um, yeah, 
it was it was a lot of fun. Anyone want to talk a little bit about that? We did, we did a little bit of everything for that trailer. Um, the trailer is loosely... I'm getting sued. Loosely based on uh, the Avengers. No, it's not. <laughs> loosely based on the Avengers. Lo- very, very loosely. It's based on a guy who saw. Yeah, we saw the movie. And trailer. it was his recollection. Yeah. We will never admit to you. Because Disney wouldn't let us use the freaking yeah. tube. Bastards. <laughs> we asked so nicely. Well, I, don't, I get where they're coming from. Because if everybody decides to use their stuff, they're. So if they started giving everybody permission, yeah, like if, they'd yeah. have to give everybody permission. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so. Eh, Anyways, everybody. yeah, we're not everybody, but you know, it, it's what, what we have in the what we have. I think is going to work quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it seems like it's going to be a little bit more of a serious trailer. But if you if you tie it into that that we were kind of making fun of a movie trailer, it, it'll actually be pretty good. I think I don't know. I haven't seen the footage yet. But. <laughs> oh, we got uh, some good stuff. I mean, yeah. Guys. Regardless, it'll be good. It'll be good footage yeah. of firefighting. It'll look damn good. <laughs> yeah. So we did. Yeah, we pretty much did the gambit of firefighting stuff. We so we started with uh, we started with some OX, right? Yeah. And then we rolled into. Ash is giving their pistol. I don't think we shot any guns. Shout out to JP. Not that he shoots pistols. I'm working through. Yeah, so it was auto And we did some building search building stuff. Search. Using a thermal camera. Yeah, some black fire, fire there. there. Car, car on car fire. fire. Yeah. And uh, we did a structure fire. Structure fire. <laughs> and then just... Ventilation. That's right. Then we kind of did some smoky fire walking. Mm-hmm. Look at us. <laughs> stylized, <laughs> stylized walking. And then, I don't know, you guys were all hanging off the old truck while I was talking to... I don't know what that was about. I think that was a... <laughs> that was Bob. That, that was a Bob thing. Yeah. Like, oh, let's, hear, let's hang yeah. some guys let's off it. of it. It kind of looked like, like, someone said, look at the jackass Jack trailer. Jackass, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Giant shopping cart? Yeah, but, yeah. but they were on the old... They were on the old... They were on the old... That might oh, be that. next year's trailer. They were on the old truck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um... And I, what, I didn't actually get on that truck because I was uh, talking to Todd, oh, yeah. actually, about possibly mutual aid down where they were from because they, yeah. they had a structure fire going on. So he was giving me the heads up because I'm duty officer right this week. So he was giving me the heads up. There might be a fire. So I was late to the party. Yeah. So I was chatting with <laughs> him. Make it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then came back to the hall. Uh, did some... Hose management. Hose management. Kevin mm-hmm. did the... Kevin did a pretty interesting uh, Jesse Ventura imitation, which is not part of the Avengers, but <laughs> it's shape, kind of a shape for the part and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a, a throwback to when he was uh, running the two and a half by himself on that structure fire. Yeah, yeah. we should throw the video up of that. The one, the CCTV the, the, footage. The surveillance. Yeah, we yeah. can get that. Yeah, if you still got it floating around. Yeah, it's on. Oh yeah, it's on yeah. Facebook page still. So. Oh wicked! And did you go for a ride? No, oh, no. he was running it by himself. Oh. This right. was before we taught the Jimi Hendrix and things yeah. like that. It was in had the two and a half on the on thing, and I was off because of my back. So we hadn't actually right, like right after we put the two and a half. No, so we put the two and a half on, and it sat there for a long time, and nobody got to use it. And then I went off with my injury, and then it was like sitting there listening to all the calls, and it's like structure fire. Well, let's get the two and a half. And I'm like, oh. and we trained it. We we. Trained fairly regularly. So, so I'm just like, so it. sad. 
oh, I've never got to run the two and a half yet. And then we got that fire. I'm like, I'm taking the two and a half and going for it. <laughs> and freaking ran out there. I'm like, <laughs> So he was running by himself because I, I actually had to pull uh, I had to pull Warren off because uh, I needed him to help me uh, breach the door. <laughs> so so he's, uh, he's there by himself running the two and a half. I was running it like it was an inch and a half, really. So it looked like, on the video, it looked like when Predator when they're running the minigun. <laughs> <laughs> that was all those painkillers. So like, <laughs> but honestly, I think, you know, uh, again, seeing that fire when we showed up to after, like, when we pushed in, um, the two and a half made a hell of a difference. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, it just had so much... I wasn't on it for so long. Yeah, yeah, I know. I it down and put the Siamese. That's the same thing. Like, yeah. off of it, I mean, but... run a two and a half for, an inch, for a minute. That, that, I mean, unless difference. it's a huge, huge fire, mm -hmm. those uh, you know, those kind of homes that are burning, they're, 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 you knock a fire down pretty quickly too now. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that was the exposure side too, yeah. so that helped. Yeah, yeah. saved the structure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it did. So yeah, so that was the kind of the, the, that's why we threw it in there. We we over embellished it, of course, yes. <laughs> a little bit. See how that comes out on film. Yeah. It. We recorded it again, like Scott said. Is a is a kind of a homage. There you go. Homage. We recorded it. It's kind of a semi-serious <laughs> thing. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't really supposed to be serious. It was supposed to be a mock of the Avengers, but again, that didn't end up turning out because we weren't allowed. So we no, no, to... it still did. It still right. will be there. It just sounds, yeah. it sounds a little different. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, but things changed. But it is still it. It'll still be fun. Yeah, be good. They got some really good stuff. Really good stuff. The room building stuff looked good. That ventilation should look sweet. The cameraman was right in line. Oh, yeah. He uh, might have yeah. actually been on the I was wondering. <laughs> when, he was in, when he was in there, it might have been too much water hitting him. Because there was a lot of water hitting him on the hydraulic ventilation. I yeah. think he actually should have been where I was standing. That's so why I was trying to call him over. Come over here. Well, I got some too yeah. from where I was. So maybe they can cut yeah. into that. Yeah, because so. you know, like always, hydraulic ventilation looks sweet when it's working properly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it looked good. Yeah. It looked really good. So that was basically our weekend, getting that done, put together. It was a pretty long day. Um, yeah. Yeah. What'd you get, Tito? <laughs> <laughs> Hockey game, late to a structure fire. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do all the cleanup with the guys. I didn't have any of the fun. Yeah. Clean up. <laughs> clean up's fun too. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's all about the team. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> At least, uh, had a real, at least had a real fire. Yeah. We, we had... Uh, There's two structure fires now for us in a couple so weeks. I was so pumped for that, too. Yeah, we had oh, a structure yeah. fire last night. And, uh, of course, I get there, and I'm like, oh, just a large, very large burn pile. So, yeah. I mean, I it's guess. always good when someone's house isn't on fire, but it's always like... that's It's well, like it's, you're playing... A, it's like you're going to the... You're playing football. You're practicing football all the time. Mm -hmm. Never get to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's shit. This, you this, want a big game to happen. <laughs> this house that we went to, it's a shame that the guy is totally displaced. That's all he had. It's a yeah. pretty small place. Uh, but our guys did a really, really good job of getting on it pretty quickly. <coughs> and perfect location for the hydrant. They literally they didn't even have to drop a, a oh, huge nice. supply line, just a little pony length <laughs> right next to it. They parked mm -hmm. right next to it. Perfect. Right next. Yeah. Not a lot of hose clean up for a structure fire. That's pretty sweet. Hmm. Any more for any more? No. Okay, on the shows. Ash, Morris. <laughs> Morris! Morris. Uh, talk about them every week. Great guys <coughs> out there. Uh, Snagger Tool fame. Uh, also do uh, door wedges, do other 
Um, small personalized tools have some pretty cool <laughs> other equipment. What? Coming out? Small personalized tool. Yeah, like like individualized <laughs> tools. I got it, Carl. Whatever, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> nuts, man. Um, We're just joking. Yeah, check them out. Um, <clears throat> if you are interested in purchasing anything, uh, they have extended a discount code for everybody. Uh, DTFF five will get you five percent off of your next purchase. Kev, RZ masks. Oh, I'm supposed to RZ masks. They're awesome, <laughs> and they're sold. Out. Except they're sold out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you should have them. They're a great tool. They're awesome. They've worked well for us. Uh, I believe we have a discount code DTFF thirty. No five. Just DTFF. DTFF. Yeah. There you go. For 30% off. There you go. Yeah. And Corona 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no discount code. It's <laughs> we're, we're having a Costco for the pandemic shopping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Start freaking out people in town by wearing that around from now on. Todd, stop the bleed. Stopthebleed.org. Uh, great course. Uh, look in your area, see if there's any instructors. Uh, if you're interested in becoming an instructor, you can go online and check it out. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, carrying a tourniquet on your person. Make sure it is out of the, out of the wrapper. Um, and wound packing. Exactly. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, you got a soft tea. Um, yeah, wound packing as well. And it's not just about all the crazy paranoid stuff, MCIs and whatnot that we do talk about. It's for just your average uh, everyday uh, hemorrhage control. It's the one thing that you can apply very easily to uh, stop a massive bleed. And uh, yeah, a lot of the videos that we've seen and stuff that, and some of the content that when we talk about it is uh, just your average person on a mountain bike, a dirt bike, hiking, hunting, mm -hmm. anything, car accidents. So check it out. Uh, Ash, syrup. Uh, the C-Rat Tool by Ignition USA. Um, we went down and had a really good meeting with uh, Jason, the the uh, owner, operator, creator, chief cook and bottle washer. Inventor. Yeah, inventor, if you will. Um, yeah, I got to uh, see it work live. Uh, it was really, really cool. It's the uh, Seattle Rapid Access Tool. Uh, it's a soft entry tool. Uh, gets you in and out of uh, a lot of industrial based doors um, without having to destroy the door. Uh, a lot of uh, older home doors would get, get you in and out without having to destroy the door. So you, after a medical call or whatever it might be, you can still leave the building secure rather than, you know, granny is sleeping with her, her hearing aids out and bunch of jerks from the fire hall and kind of shows up, steals everyone's thunder. She's like, oh man, what happened? Well, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really, really cool. It does about seven things in one, um, like any firefighter tool. Um, space is limited, so the, the more you can offer in, in a uh, single, compact package. single tool compact package, the better. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Lots of really good pictures and video on their social media uh, under the Ignition USA brand. Uh, so look at that, and if you're interested in buying, they have given us uh, DTFF 2020. We'll give you 20% off of your purchase of the uh, C-Rack tool and other such items that he sells off of their uh, website. Check it out. So, Legion Engineered. 
Legion Engineer, you betcha. Um, Legion Engineer, they got a lot of great gear. Uh, we've got some, our hats that we're rocking. Still haven't received our stickers. I have to phone them and figure out what's going on with that. Um, Joel Struthers, um, great guy. He wrote a book called Ape uh, Canadian and the French Foreign Legion. You can check that out as well. Um, Legion Engineered products, uh, all the swag, the, the sweaters, the shirts, the... Um, Oh God! What else is it? What's the new shirt that he has? Oh, I no, talked about it last week. Yeah, the Crafty Rogue. Crafty Rogue, called. yeah, yeah, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So check it out. A portion of the proceeds uh, go towards um, supporting PTSD and awareness. Um, it's something that we definitely support here. So check it out. It's good stuff. It's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. What? Carry on. <laughs> Second alarm door. <laughs> Secondalarm.org, our friend Matt's Cools. Um, he is trying to get more firefighters into our fire holes, sharing the goodwill of everything that we do and enjoy and love, and trying to really get the message out there for uh, people that maybe even could volunteer, just don't really know how to yet, and uh, whether or not it actually fits with um, their lifestyle and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's more about just sharing what we do, what we can do, and getting more and more people involved with that. So, yeah, secondalarm.org. And then, uh, Kev, seminar. Coming up. Days are <laughs> counting away. May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We're having our seminar and keep an eye on our socials. Well, yeah, we'll be sharing all the social media stuff coming out for seminar, probably. And that... Uh, Trailer should hopefully be in a week or two. Yeah, and we'll start doing mm-hmm. session breakdowns. I think in the next um, couple weeks on our seminar page. So yeah, just letting people know what sort of uh, things they can expect from each session. Session um, without giving everything away, mm-hmm. but you know, just so people have an idea of what they're they're getting into. That should be good. Looking forward to. It. And then us. You can find us on all the normal places, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, yeah, we um, we keep doing what we're doing. We love doing what we're doing. Um, we are, this is episode 80. Uh, we've been Ooh. going now for a year and like, I think it's been like 19 months. <laughs> Eight years. <laughs> 19 months, I think that is. We're excited too. Feels like it's been a thousand years, but... It's only two. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been nearly two. Um, <laughs> he'll get that later. Um, yeah, it's uh, we love it. We love doing it. We really appreciate everyone listening. We really appreciate everyone's support. And uh, we would ask if you do not mind just dropping us a comment, a like, review, something that we've got there to show um, your opinions on it. We'd like to hear back from you. And any feedback is always appreciated, regardless of whether it's positive or negative. Um, so please just reach out and let us know. Also, if you do have a minute, head over to our YouTube page, uh, drop a uh, drop a quick um, like or follow on that too. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Thank you. Yeah, subscribe over to our YouTube channel. We're really trying to grow that. That's where a lot of our media can live. Facebook, it tends to get lost in the in the post feed. Um, obviously, you can go to the video section, but we find that the YouTube channel is definitely an easier way to consume that content, uh, even if you're just listening to it for, for the majority. Uh, same sort of thing with the, the podcast. So if you do get a chance, please pop over there and take a look. And then, mm-hmm. Ash, on the final note, mm-hmm. Bar Boys. 
Yeah, last, certainly not least, the uh, the boys from Bar Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast. Um, East Coast, salty, <clears throat> Maine firefighters loving their chowder. Um, they're busting our balls about not getting their uh, decals down to them. And, you uh, haven't sent those yet? Yeah, I, I have just <laughs> flat out shit the bed. Um, <laughs> While you're there, can you send some of the ones that didn't actually make it out for one of the competitions? That... Yep. Probably do that too. We should, as a group, go back and find all of that. Um, we are going to do that. Mm-hmm. We are going to do that. In fact, somebody f- who had won one of yeah. them mentioned in one of our posts the other day. I didn't even get there, so we need to sort that. Out. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and take a lot of the blame for that. Um, I. I think in our defense, we thought we were only going to last for ten episodes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we we were talking about decals. I think until I think we got them last week. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> we had them. Just... So short story long, we're going to a go back and find the guys that won the contest. We're going to get that out. Uh, bar boys, we're going to get you guys some decals and. Um, Give me promises. No promises that we can't keep, but there will be something else in the package. Sent with love. Not like anthrax. <laughs> We're finally sending them those pictures? Yeah, exactly. Um, but they also do a podcast if anybody wants to listen to them. Um, they, uh, yeah, they really good group of guys. We bounce ideas and chit-chat back and forth. Um they release theirs every Sunday. So check that out. Um, it's a couple of Nicks and a Paul and whoever else they can get on. <laughs> a couple of Nicks in a Paul. And, and a Paul. Oh. Right? Well, it's like the Nick, Nick and Paul show. <laughs> right? Yep. That's it. Bar boys. <laughs> if that doesn't make you want to tune in, I don't know what will. Okay. <sighs> We're any more tonight. for any more? We are off tonight. It's okay. mm-hmm. Well, Todd and I are just trying to find how many, uh, how many, just back to the stop the league for a second. Um, oh, here we go. Well, we're, tr- we're just <laughs> trying to, f- <laughs> we're, we're looking up the numbers for uh, how many people have died of exsanguination. Mm-hmm. And I for think it's like five or 6,000 a year in, in, in the States alone, uh, which would mean there's a lot, like uh, worldwide, there's a lot more. Right? It's the number one leading cause of death for trauma, right? Yeah, so there's, there's yeah. not like a, there's not a run on tourniquets. <laughs> Back to the coronavirus. <laughs> 3,000 people have died worldwide. Hey, what? can I go to Costco and get a tourniquet? Well, probably somewhere. <laughs> Costco size tourniquet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the tourniquets would be the same size. You would just have 150 yeah. pack of 50 pack tourniquets. <laughs> That would be hilarious. It would be so good. It would be so good. I like it. Oh. Anyways, get a tourniquet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're cheap. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Then get a tourniquet. And if you're going to cough in your hands. And if you use your tourniquet, wash your hands again. <laughs> Sing happy birthday. Okay. Any more for any more? No, ma'am. Ash. Thank you. Kev. Good evening. Let's go. <clears throat> good night. Todd. Have a good one. Thanks everyone. Stay safe. Stay DTFF.